This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. You did it. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe you did it. Of course. I knew. I mean, I knew you would because you you would, but. (laughs) Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast, episode 100. I am one of your hosts, Ray Ray. And yes, I'm wearing a towel. (laughs) She is. I was quite shocked when I uh, jumped on the, you know, it wasn't that I was shocked to see you in a towel. It was more so of, I forgot that you had said that you were going to be doing this. So when I logged on, I was like, oh crap, she's not even ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you look ready. You're just not wearing anything. Exactly. Well, you're, you're wearing a towel. So. <laughs> yeah. And you're breezy. Uh, yes. That, yeah. I, yes. What you said. <laughs> So if you, you missed last weirded out like saying your own name, I feel like I get weirded out saying my name sometimes. But when I have to like say like, oh hey, Jackie, it's like I hate saying like somebody else's name when I'm like trying to get their attention too. I always just like being like, hey. <laughs> it's weird when people know. call me Rachel. Like I'm sure it's weird when people call you Brianna. Oh yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I'm always yeah. like, oh, huh? What? Who? Me? Who's Rachel? What's wrong? Am I in trouble? I don't like it. Good to know. Good to know. I just call you Ray. Yeah. I don't like easier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's like very few people who call me Rachel and it always throws me off. And like I use it professionally, right? (laughs) I use my actual name professionally um, hosting and stuff. But like, so in those scenarios, it's like I'm used to it because that's like that hat that I'm wearing, you know. So right, that makes I sense. Guess it's, it's fine, but anyway, um, so I'm wearing a towel uh, in this recording. So if you're not watching on video, be sure to check our social media or go watch it on YouTube on the weekend. <laughs> but this was in solidarity for women breaking barriers in locker rooms and being able to go into men's locker rooms and do interviews with men in their towels or lack there of clothing. And I was like, there's such a double standard with women. Like if a woman was in a towel doing an interview and trying to be professional, It wouldn't be taken serious and it would be sexualized. And so I'm trying to break those gender (laughs) stereotypes. And I'm doing this entire episode in a towel. It's going fine so far. I mean, I don't feel offended whatsoever. I'm just talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) And laughing at me because I'm so ridiculous that I would do this. But uh, I feel fine. I mean, I... I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm just used to this world of like 
in hosting and, and acting, like you're changing clothes a lot and there's other people around and I am very comfortable with it. I know some people like are not, um, but so I, yeah, I'm fine. But will everybody listening take me seriously <laughs> when I start talking about things and get how I get? Um, and they're looking at me in a towel. I think that will be, uh, everybody's challenged <laughs> this week. Maybe, but you also got to realize that there's trolls online and they'll do anything to, uh, to say anything. So I don't know. Speaking of trolls, we've been having, we've been getting trolled a little bit on, uh, on the TikTok. Oh so no, been, tell it's me. Been, no, it's nothing like, it's something, it's just like stupid stuff. Like they'll be like making fun of like some things that like we'll be talking about. And it's like, it's conversation. You can't be serious that you think we're being serious about this, these certain things. Or like someone else is like, I posted a clip of you the other day. Uh, well, it was of stammer at the uh, being cold, right? Cold. And like the way that the video had cut based off of what I felt like needed to be cut at, um, it ended on you being like, and I was like, and everyone was like, <laughs> and I was like, what? And I was like, we'll go to IG and figure it out. And everyone's like, no, why? Why would I do that? It's like, come on, guys. Or listen to the episode. Like, do you not realize this is a podcast and we're just like playing a little clip for you here on social media? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not a social media show, but okay. Social media, it's funny. I, I get a kick out of doing it and just like laughing at people. But no, oh, man. I got a lot of comments about the players being cold video as yeah. well. Like yeah. hot button issue amongst athletes that play hockey for sure um i stand by my statement but you know i mean I, yeah i guess i could see both sides and then it's a very me comment to make so exactly <laughs> so um we have a couple of headlines to talk about and then i want to get your thoughts since it's the hundredth episode of like your most memorable or funniest story from one of our guests. Cause we've done like, I can't believe we've done a hundred episodes first of all. And yeah. then to think back on all the people we have had the opportunity to talk to and get to know here has just been incredible. We've covered so many bases within this sport, like all the positions, right. And um, special teams, front office, back office coaches, like the works, um, which I really think is interesting. And I think our listeners and, and fans and followers appreciate the different types of conversations we have here. But so think on that while we're talking through some of the two big stories. First of all, I just think all the players are still super hungover from All-Star break, whether they were in Vegas or on vacation. Um, the struggle bus is real this week with games. Like there has not been anything very exciting aside from no. like Marchie being suspended for six games for being Marshawn and like punching the goalie and just being... A t like that whole thing was so weird like what are yeah. you doing I, like, I don't I, know I, want, I don't understand like I, I mean I guess that's the point you're not supposed to understand Brad Marchand like you're not supposed to get why he does any of the things he does like why does he lick people and why does he punch goalies in the helmet I I don't know I, I don't get it Um, I, I think it yeah, was yeah I don't get it either 
I, like, I don't get a lot of things though. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm I'm very entertaining today, by the way. I have nothing <laughs> to say. Well, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We're recording this. Breezy has been busy cooking because she got a catering job job for her barbecue bit business. So yeah. she has a lot on her mind. But um, <laughs> we're gonna Sorry. we're gonna hone her in here. But like, so that happened, and then um, Moose Felino, Marcus Felino, also got suspended right. for two games. Um, so I don't know, did they, did they not get, did they not have enough fun on their all-star breaks? Like what's going on? Um, there's been and some coaching changes too. Yeah, so yeah. Something came through my phone this morning that said Austin Watson also got suspended, uh, banned two games for interference on Bruins defenseman, Jack, I can't say his freaking last name, Akan. Okay. Um, everyone's getting suspended. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the league has to do it to set a precedent of like, we are not going to stand for this kind of behavior. And like those rules though are so subjective, like, right. you know, Jack Hughes throwing his stick into the stands after he scores a goal. Fine. Not, yeah. not nothing wrong with that. No suspension. League loves it. Fans love it. It's great. But Marshawn punching a goalie, six game suspension. Like, is that because he's a repeat offender? Is it because he's like, uh, they, they, they just, they have to make it so he doesn't want to do stuff like that again. Right? Like that's the only thing they have is, is suspension is, is that kind of punishment and fines to keep the right. players in some sort of, order right so to speak mm -hmm. where like what else you can't give him one game that doesn't teach him a lesson right i mean if that's what the league is trying to do is to police this kind of behavior you know yeah i it also though gets to the point where they do it so much that like a fine and a suspension doesn't mean anything because he, they just are laughing at it. i mean look at tom wilson right like i think i sent you the clip of him and he goes, watch, yeah. good thing they didn't say my name because I, I could be getting booed. Okay, they said his name, he got booed, he started laughing. I mean, but the look on his face, I was like, he he just wants to be liked, but he doesn't play like he wants to be liked. Um, so I don't know, I, I just think that even suspensions at this time for people who are used to being getting suspended or being fined is like a slap on the wrist. It's like, mm -hmm. what are you supposed to do? But what else? There's nothing else to do. And at the end of the day, it's they're getting suspended for a reason because they put another player in danger. Right. No one wants to see anybody get hit or hurt, but it's like, what do you, what other punishment is there? Just stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just be glad I mean, you that could we have can... fun. Don't get me wrong. You can have fun. You could poke the bear. But when it comes to someone getting like seriously or potentially being seriously injured, why? Like, what was the point? I agree. And I don't think that's ever really their intention. I don't think in today's right. league that like any players really go out there with the intention of wanting to hurt, like seriously hurt another player. I mean, I'm sure there's a few because, you know, it, it's right. just kind of how it is. But um, yeah. I don't I don't really think those are people's intentions, but you're right. We have to keep them safe. So, yeah. And whether I th I mean, you I don't know when you get angry like you get angry right but it yeah i don't i don't think it's anybody's intention to 
physically hurt somebody unless you are in a crazy mindset. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes you can get things a little out of control. I mean, when I, I've gotten angry before and I'll slam my hand down or slam like a pin down and it's like, that wasn't good enough. Like, let me do it again. And it's like, <laughs> so I, I don't know. That didn't make any sense. I mean, could you imagine if you got suspended from your job because you threw a pen down and it like, they were like, that is unnecessary roughness uh, outside of our code of conduct, Breezy. You're out for six days, no pay. Like, I do it almost every day. I just wouldn't even come to work. <laughs> I know. I know. God, when I worked in news, I had quite the uh, short uh, temper and I would like <laughs> slam hands down on desk and, you know, plethora yeah. of curse words would be coming out of my mouth and, you know, I, and yeah, then two I minutes mean, later, I'd be laughing like a complete basket case. But that's like, yeah, kind of the newsroom environment or how I was in the newsroom environment, you know? Yeah. This towel's falling down. This is the only issue with this. Uh, <laughs> when you wear a towel, um, you have to retuck it. Okay, I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah, I just think in, in general, people who, I mean, especially with the people that I deal with every single day, um, stereotypical things uh, go on all the time and you just get so frustrated. And there's been times where I was like, if that guy comes in, I am going to go out there myself and I'm going to throw something. <laughs> it's like, hmm. but I don't think I'd go full Brad Marshall on people. <laughs> no, there's definitely like times that I feel that way, right? Like, there's, yeah. like I, I'll say, I just want to punch that person in the face. They make me so mad, you know, but like, I've never actually done that. Yeah. I'm I usually just go I hope I'm not that Brad Marchand. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so. that's where we're at, guys. Yeah. Um or I hope you get explosive diarrhea on the freeway. <laughs> so, just something terrible that like isn't any hard, but but would yeah. really suck. <laughs> suck. Really suck. I mean stubbing your toe definitely hurts. So that's usually the one I usually go with. Yeah. But stub your toe and break it like I did. Ooh, That's yeah. fun. I hope you Just, hit your pinky toe on a chair. And it breaks and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're real tough. Uh, so tough. But really, though, like, don't cross us. Yeah. Especially me. Like, I don't care that I'm in a towel. Like, I will cut you if you cross Breezy or I or hurt anybody important in my life. I will come for you. Don't mess with and me. I don't, and I don't have to do anything. I just need to say someone was mean to me and then you come after them. Exactly. Yeah. I, like, I have I have done before. I have, like, threatened people that I don't even know. Like, <laughs> that's a story for another day. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by Hoops Fans. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy 
fantasy basketball contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited minimum five dollar deposit gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York call one eight seven seven eight hope and why or text hope and why that's four six seven three six nine let's talk about the yotes okay let's talk okay about uh this is sort of sad what's happening i i gotta be honest after i read and did some digging so the Coyotes had to move out of the arena that they're playing and now their lease with the building ended. They've been, you know, wanting to move to a different part of the Phoenix area. They haven't found anything, but they needed a home for next season. And they have reached an agreement with Arizona State uh, Zarina in Tempe and they're going to pay, the organization is going to pay $20 million to make upgrades to the, guess how many people can sit there, 5,000 seat arena. We're now in like the ECHL arena for the NHL team of the Arizona Coyotes. I don't know how Gary Bettman is allowing that to happen. Um, the arena is going to be ready by fall. And here's this laundry list of renovations that the Yotes have to do this, to spend the $20 million to make this an NHL quality amenities, like a, a standard building. So they're building a two-story annex building that's going to allow for dressing rooms, training areas, equipment rooms, nutrition stations, coaches, workrooms, team storage areas, fitness areas, ice plant equipment, broadcasting infrastructure, dashboards, media, and medical service. Oh, wait, there's more analytics and replay capabilities. All with the hopes to find, build or find a permanent home in Tempe by the 2025 season. Yikes. If you play for the Yotes and this is your future, I don't know if I'd be super happy about it. Like, I'm now going back to playing in front of 5,000 people in a college building where they have to make all this other stuff with a limited space. It's not going to be like what they're used to. I mean, I don't know what the what the like inside at um, Gila Arena, Gila River Arena is like because I haven't been. But like, Jesus. I mean, and that, that's I it's 2022. So they have yeah. to do this for three years. 
three years they're playing in front of 5,000 fans. I mean, we I know we have talked to players who are in the ECHL and the AHL and, and the FPHL and all of that. Um, but and, and that they do say there is something special about playing in front of like a packed arena with 5,000 fans who are like truly diehard and, and it's a different mm-hmm. energy. But like, how is Gary letting this happen in the NHL right now? Yeah, I mean, that's a little crazy, but I guess you have to do what you have to do, you know, until you could find it. But I think that they're going to need to do some serious, like, serious watch parties and marketing, you know, implantations or whatever. But, I mean, you got to figure they've got good weather pretty much year-round uh, in Arizona, especially during this time uh, of the season. You might have some some wind and whatnot, but if they're able to even have, like, a crowd like you spend money and you have like you know you're selling tickets because you got to figure ticket sales are going to go down so they got to make a yeah. revenue somewhere so they're going to have to have you know some some watch parties every single game day but who, right you want to go to a watch party no i want to go to the game unless you have an opportunity to win you know win things without having to necessarily pay um, you know, are they going to do like a Jersey giveaway every single game or something like that, where they have to make it worthwhile for the fans? Cause I mean, there are fans, there's more than 5,000 fans of the Arizona coyotes yeah. that will be attending games. I mean, I know it's, is- it's a running joke that there's more, you know, seats, whatever, but there are a lot of fans in Arizona. So what are they going to do? I mean, I, it's got to be financial, but I can't even imagine that this deal is at all helping them. And how much debt is that organization going to be in, especially with the COVID seasons? And then now this, like, this is how do you, what is their, like, PL look like? Like, what, like, how is this even happening? Are there players? It's, it's, it's quite scary to be playing for that team right now when, if you look at, how the teams make money it's on butts and seats and now you've only got five thousand you can't charge double the ticket price now like no fan is gonna pay two hundred dollars to sit in the arena if like that's not fair you can't do that what do you just what do you do how do you handle season ticket holders like they have quite the uphill battle with this like this is a struggle for that organization and I mean, I I don't think this is going to be the end of what we hear about what's happening with them. I mean, yeah. I know they want to stay in Arizona, but like, how do you drop the how do you drop the ball on this like this and end up in this situation? Like, how did the league let this happen? Like, I I got a lot of que- I got a lot of questions that we don't have answers to, and I don't yeah. think we will for a while. That's tough. I mean, I think that they should move the team keep it in Arizona, but maybe move it more towards the border of Nevada. Um, Havasu could be kind of cool because it's something that's unlike anything else. And it's still a fairly easy drive to get up to Vegas. That'd be quite the, uh, I mean, it's already a rivalry, but it could be even more. Um, and it'd just be kind of cool to be able to, to do, cause you got to figure you, you go to Havasu during the summertime, right? What's right. there to do in the wintertime other than riding dirt toys? You could have a killer hockey team. It's a 
it's a place that people want to live. Um, not to say that, you know, Scottsdale and, and Phoenix and are not, but mm-hmm. I guess logistics wise, you know, major airports and whatnot, but, uh, I don't know. My hands are a little clammy thinking about that battle that they're going to have to figure out. <laughs> I know. Like you're sweating bullets if you're um, in the executive team of the Arizona Coyotes right now. But yeah, there's clearly a, a reason for the league to support this and, and push for them to stay in some capacity. So, you know, in that respect, it's good. And, and there is some positive for the fans that like, well, they still do have the team for now, which is great. But like Yotes fans got to show up like you've got to help. If you really want this team to stay, like a lot of this is on you, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the organization hasn't really been supporting you or listening to you maybe as, as a fan. But, you know. Well, that's Long. not uncommon that, you know, organizations don't listen to their fans. But that's another story. <laughs> Yeah, but I think especially in this league where so much of the revenue is generated from the fans, I think a lot of the organizations do like take that into account to some degree. I mean, obviously you can't do that when it comes to players necessarily, but like as far as like having a flipping arena where more than 5,000 people can go, I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask. Oh, yikes. Yikes, exactly. Yikes. Um, speak, speaking of women doing great things in the league, not just me wearing a towel on this podcast, (laughs) um, Cami Granado got a major promotion. She is now an assistant GM with the Vancouver Canucks. She is the second woman hired for the role in the Vancouver front office. She was uh, previously pro scouting for the Kraken and she is officially the third woman to be an assistant GM in NHL history. And if you don't know much about her, she was the captain of the United States women's hockey team when it won gold at the 1998 Olympics, which is super relevant right now because the Olympics is going on uh, currently. And she's a two-time Olympian who played in every IIHF Women's World Championship from 1990 to 2005. And she's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So she has lots of experience. She's been doing scouting. I'm very excited to see what she can do for the Canucks. Um, You love to see it. There's been just such a, like in the last two years, you've started seeing so many more women in executive suites and within the teams, behind the benches, on the ice refereeing in in the minor league system. Like it's so exciting to see and it's something that's worth noting don't you think yeah absolutely and i think that you know the canucks is a a great organization for her to be a part of too because they they desperately need something and she can make major changes and um i think it's going to do really really well i think she's going to perform really well uh and i think just overall like you said love to see it love to see it have you been watching the olympics the, like no. especially the hockey no i haven't had um i know this i probably shouldn't say this, but i haven't had any time that's okay it's been it's been bonkers um unfortunately no i haven't been able to see any of it i've been able to see a, a few highlights but that was pretty much it yeah i got to watch a couple uh, i got to watch the men versus canada 
which day i don't know because i like the replays are going or like the games have already played but they're airing at a different time here so i thought i was watching something live it was not live but it doesn't matter i was still watching it and and enjoying watching it uh whether or not it had already like happened in actual reality time of life um but it was fun to watch the women they've got an uphill battle with team canada but the team usa men's hockey are just dominating and i forget the statistic i read but they beat team canada for the first time in like many many years in in the olympics so um definitely something to tune into if you all can uh go support uh all hockey, even though our, our NHL boys are not over there, you know. Right. Exactly. Okay, and hit me with your top. Oh, did you have something else? No, I was just gonna say, and my my favorite story I've heard. This is tough. This is this is real tough. Um, we've t- talked to so many people. I'm like trying to like replay everyone that's talked like that we've talked to. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, you got to go. You know. Cam Connor had some pretty good ones. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. I really, I honestly, I have no idea. I think who, like, who had us laughing the most? I think in recent, AJ Galante had us laughing a lot. That was yes. a fun interview. Uh, um, Colin Wolby had us la- laughing a lot too. Oh, you know, I, I yes, so it often uh, being overseas in his little smart car yes. that he was in. <laughs> um, yeah, Colin was episode thirty-three. He had to escape what country again? Germany, I think it was Germany. Yeah, he had to flee Germany, I think, because of yeah. like contracts with the team. His interview is worth going back and listening to. Absolutely. I loved um I loved hearing Stormy Bonantoni's interview. At the time she was the ringside reporter for the Vegas Golden Knights. And she was talking about how she got shoe checked by Nick Holden and like yep. the pranks that they were playing on her. And um I just loved that she was able to share some of those stories and have those kinds of experiences with the players. And then to boot, I run into her at the, in the Las Vegas airport, like several months later at five in the morning. And I'm like, Stormy, (laughs) she's like, who is this stranger talking to me at five in the morning? Um, But she was so kind and it was uh, so that was really memorable for me, I guess. That and Selena Pompiani. So yeah. we interviewed her, and then again, several months later, I'm driving down the streets of Pittsburgh, and who do I see walking down the street and go running up to? Selena! <laughs> Selena. There you go. I'm going through our IG trying to figure out anybody else on here. I mean, there's everybody, I think, has been super impactful and has had, you know, so many good stories. And yeah. uh, even the kids, you know, we had uh, Tiny Beast Abby on. Um, it's always cool to talk to to anybody and just see where inspiration comes from and work ethic and how much the the game means to everybody. So, um, so many of them. Yeah. I'd love to hear from our fans, like drop a comment on social, um, let us know who's been your favorite interview and, or maybe moment between me and Brissy. (laughs) 
been entertaining for you. Um, and don't forget to rate and review the podcast. That would mean so much to us. Um, write a review that helps like get this out to more people and gives us motivation to keep doing this and working hard to get interviews, which by the way, we have some big names in the works coming down the pipe that we have to schedule around, um, Breezy's in my schedule because Breezy's going to, um, the outdoor game. Yes. In soon. Nashville. Soon. soon. So soon. So soon. And um, we'll have some interviews coming up for you guys. So thanks for helping us get to 100. Without all of you, though, like we really wouldn't be here or doing this. So it means a lot. Yeah, definitely. Now I got to go put real clothes on because we got to do an interview. And I think that would be just too much if um, I showed up in a towel to interview this person. <laughs> Yeah, you might want to go change. <laughs> he might not understand. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.